Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I'm so excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new episode for you and another great new guest interview. We love guest interviews, especially this time of year. It's fun catching up with people. You get to catch up with a lot of people that you don't actually get to talk to throughout the season because schedules just don't align. Everybody, everyone's busy. It's crazy how things go. Uh, but right now, we are actually getting to catch up with Bill Pearson from William Pearson Landscaping up in New Jersey. And I'm excited to see what we get into today. I've, I've, we've followed each other on Instagram a lot, for a while now. I mean, I don't know, a year or two, uh, interact all the time on there. And so... We uh, got on the Zoom call and we're like, "Man, it's finally it's finally nice to meet and talk in person." So, uh, how you doing today, buddy? Very good, thank you. I'm uh, honored to, uh, to to be on 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 this. So, thank you very much. Absolutely, no, man. It's it's my honor. I love getting to to talk to each and every one of you out there listening that that have businesses and run them. And and thank you for coming on and spending some time with us today. I do want to say thank you to Synced Live uh, for sponsoring the show today. It's an awesome event that's going to be happening February 6th and the 7th in Atlanta. Uh, the show notes has a link there. You can go register for the show. It is worth every penny to go. The amount of education you're going to be receiving while you're there is going to be tremendous. Uh, I already know of a couple people coming from up north, a lot of people coming from down south. So hopefully we get to see you there. But I just want to say thank you to them for helping us pay the bills today. But anyway, let's get into it, man. I want you to kind of take the show and run with it. Uh, I want to hear a little bit about your story and about the business, and then we'll just kind of hop in and see where we go from there. Sure. Um, we've been in business. It was my father's business before I bought it from him. Um, 1986 is when he started it. He went to uh, Del Valle College, um, has a horticulture d- degree. Um, and for about 15 years, after he graduated college, he worked at uh, another another place. He worked at Six Flags Great Adventure. Um, he worked there for 15 years, and then he left there. Didn't know what to do. Um, really had no idea, but he definitely wanted to do something in the green industry. And um, he kind of just he did the story of he went to Home Depot and, and he, he bought a shovel and he bought a wheelbarrow and he, he bought a pickup truck and, and he kind of just started like that. Really? So that was. 1986 and then um very he was a very small company uh we still are a very small company but um he i think he only had one employee at the time when he started after about a year and then i started working for him um when i was in seventh or eighth grade um so i've been doing it my whole life i never went to school for it but um i learned everything from him um and then in 2014 February, actually, this uh, next month, I think it'll be nine years. I, like officially, I, I bought it from him, but um, I still talk to him pretty much on a daily basis. Um, and we're I, I, I kept the I kept the business small. Um, I still have four employees, two trucks, an enclosed trailer, and a dump trailer. Um, 
and I, I, I try to concentrate more on like the gardening aspect of it and try to be like, I try to sell myself. I try to keep the quality up high. We're not a cut and run business. Um, we only have, we don't even have 50 uh, lawns that we cut a week. Uh, I think it's only about 45 or 46. Um, but I try to go on. I, I'm trying to, I try to be on site. Um, for definitely any of the install jobs or things like that, I'm, I'm always there. Um, so that's, I kind of always say like we're, we, I kind of cater towards the higher end, bigger houses. Um, so that's, that's basically the business in a nutshell. Yeah, man. So that, so your niche is definitely higher, higher scale jobs, a little bit larger ticker, maintenance, larger ticket maintenance jobs. Just, you're not just a mobile and go guy. Um, it, that's interesting. How have you built that model? Do you think it goes back to your dad having the horticulture degree and everything like that? Absolutely. It, I, I owe it all to my dad. Um, that's he tried when he first started the business, he didn't, he was, didn't even want to cut grass. He didn't cut grass uh, for a number of years when the business started. And then as he started working on these big properties, um, the homeowners would uh, approach him and say, Hey, can you, can you cut the grass too? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he did, he, um, he loved to do perennial the designing of perennial gardens. Um, we, so, um, I lost my train of thought. Um, no, that's crazy. he still, so he just started, he started doing designing the perennial gardens and things like that. And then he just, what, what made him start cutting the grass though? If he liked that, what made him get into that? Um, the the customers kept kept asking him. they just kept wanting uh, him to do it okay he kind of got he kind of got pushed into it i actually love cutting grass okay. um it's one of my favorite things to do um so i was happy at the time i think i was in high school i would say probably sophomore junior year in high school when we started doing the uh, cutting grass we mm-hmm. bought an old uh we had the old skag um 48 walk behind um and a little push uh, a little i think it was a it was a john deere push mower 21 wow uh, so that's what we started with um and then it kind of grew it, it kind of grew from there and now what i try to t- focus on is uh i'll get phone calls from customers hey can you do a weekly lawn service and then i'll try to always you know i'll try to push the edging of the beds, the maintenance of the beds, the mulching, the trimming, um, the fertilizing of the shrubs, um, things like that as well. Fertilizing of the shrubs. That's one that I've actually heard talked about a little bit, but not a ton. We have our local chemical companies around us usually do that. Is that a mm-hmm. service that a lot of lawn maintenance own, or like providers could be, could add in or what does that look like? Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, it's uh, not nearly as as many applications as you do for your lawn lawn i believe is like every eight weeks uh for for uh fertilizing of perennial shrubs or really any anything for for that matter we do one in like march beginning of spring and then we do another application uh, right around july 4th mid mid season um so it's only twice but it's a nice upscale uh it's a nice sell and it actually it, it, it you'll see great benefits um with with fertilizing of uh of the of the beds flower beds and and, th- and shrub beds is it pretty simple is it like a pretty easier barrier bear to entry um what do you have to do you have any licenses or anything do you know no 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 licenses to to do that um 
and I use um I use Holly Tone. You probably see, seen it. Holly Tone, Plant Tone. Um, it's an all organic uh, fertilizer, and it, I just broadcast it with with uh, like a, a a hand spreader or or by hand. Um, and there's there's no licenses need, okay. needed for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's. I just feel like that's something. I mean, can you charge pretty well for that? Do you just? I mean, what does that look like as far as charging and being profitable in that? Yeah, I I, I will. I'll charge the same uh, same rate as if I was going to to trim the hedges or 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 um, um, do mulching or yeah. or edge, edging and weeding of beds. Same same charge for that, and then it, you just do your profit per bag per yeah. per bag per uh, per property. So is that, how do you learn about doing that, using the right stuff? I mean, is there anywhere that you, you would recommend people to go? I feel like that's an easy add-on service that you could sell and make a couple hundred extra dollars a year. Um, see, that, that once again, I learned all this from, I learned this from my dad. Yeah, so you uh, just you just inherited it. Directly, yeah. That's what's great about having him uh, around. I, you know, I, I constantly, I think we talk every day, um, definitely throughout the season, and it's usually something to do with work-related, so. Um, so he's still I, so he's still involved in the business even though he's not out there in the field. Yeah, yeah, he's not in, he's not n- not to the day to day operations. Yeah, but uh, he knows when there's a big job coming and and you know he knows what we're doing. He knows what days you know what 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 are our cutting days and and what are our, uh, our, what we have going on the days that we're we're not cutting and stuff like that. He knows what's going on. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So you said you only cut 40, 50 properties a week. Um, how many guys did you say you had? I missed that. There's four. There's four guys plus myself. Plus, I have a uh, a lady who comes in into the office uh, once a week, maybe twice a week throughout the busy season. Okay, so, so five, four guys plus myself so, out in the field. So five guys, five field producing labor guys, and you only cut fifty yards a week. People hear that and they're going to be like, "Whoa, how does that work? Like, what? You could do that with yourself." So, explain yeah. that a little bit. What do you do on the? Sure. Do you, are you doing mainly landscape installs? What are What are the rest of your services making up the the need for all of those uh, bodies? Yeah, well, um, like, I don't have their your your cookie cutter uh, accounts. Um, I have some large accounts who like like the quality kept really really high like everything perfect and are willing to pay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, for instance, uh, Friday we cut three houses. That's it. Um, three bit, three really big houses, mm-hmm. but the whole crew just goes out and cuts on Friday for at, at three houses. That's insane. Um, you got, so you got yeah. five guys, you got five guys working at, th- at three properties for the whole day. Yeah. And it's wow. not, we, when we go and cut there, um, they're sold a, a lawn service charge. But then on top of that, every single week, they're edging and weeding the beds. Not all the beds, but I take sections of the property. You know, yep, this yep. week we'll do this, this section of the property. The next week we'll do this section. We, we edge, and, edge and weed the beds. We clean the day lilies. Uh, we do our, we do trimming. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a, an upsell every single week too. So, it's a lot of time and material that I charge as well, um, but they're they're large they're large um, large properties and basically it's Mondays Mondays my day o- is my open day um, and that's when a lot of times that I will uh, schedule the mulching job or the trimming job or any kind of extra job mm-hmm. on Monday with the crew. Tuesday is kind of a lighter day. 
Um, so half the guys will go out and do lawn services and two of the other guys will go and do another mulching job or a trimming job or, uh, whatever it might be. Um, we do, we do a lot of flower installs in May. Uh, so we, we, we I schedule that on Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday and Thursday are full jam packed days of cutting. That's more of our cut and run, run kind of, run kind of days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of the properties I work at are, are, are very, um, big properties on the water. Um, oh, a mile on the water. From- what are, what are you on? Well, well, I'm a mile from the uh, Atlantic ocean and, um, we're on a river, um, where I work in the main, in one town, it's, um, it's called the Manaswan river. And it's, it goes into the, has an inlet that goes into the Atlantic ocean. And a lot of my houses I work at are properties on that river. So oh, a lot wow, of them okay. are river, riverfront, um, r- riverfront properties. Wow. And most, most of them are big. Most, most of my, I mean, not, not, not all, but most of my houses are a million dollars plus. Wow. Um, okay. So, yeah. so that, that's where your explanation, that's where it comes into play. When you're, when you're doing 40 yeah. to 50 of those, it makes a difference. Um, yeah. It makes a difference for sure, man. Well, that's awesome. That is really cool to hear it. So you, I mean, you definitely, if you're, if you're staying busy, let's talk, let's talk numbers a little bit for a minute here. Well, I'll, you say as much or as little as you want, but you have to be charging really substantial rates to be profitable, having four or five guys on a property and you're only doing mm-hmm. three in a day. So mm-hmm. how have you worked? Has that something that you've done on your own? Did it like, how have you transformed and molded the business uh, since your dad owned it? Like now that you're bigger with more employees, have you kind of changed rates on people? Have you raised them as, as you've gone? What does the whole business development side looked like since you've owned the business in the last nine years? Sure. Um, yeah, I do. I, I charge for all of all the extras. I have a I have a rate that I go over with the customer for a lawn service, um, and then I have a rate for um, any additional jobs. Um, um, I, I mean, I'll tell you, we charge uh, fifty five to sixty five dollars an hour per mm-hmm. man per yeah. job. Yeah, now, it doesn't you know. Depending on what the, you know, every job is a little bit different. And, and I guess this comes with, you know, a little bit more of experience. You can't, certain jobs you can't charge um, if the guys are slacking or, you know, you know, if, if you think in it, you know, I don't give a lo- lot of estimates. I do give estimates. I will give estimates definitely for like uh, one time job, one, one, t- one a time customers. I will give estimates. But for my long term customers, um, a lot of them, they don't even require me to give estimates. They say, say, Bill, come i want this mulch or i want this cleaned or um and you know if the job if if i feel like the guys could have got could have got it done quicker than they did then i have to you know come down on my price a little bit but that's Mm kind of like i kind of i kind of go with 55 55 to 65 dollars an hour is an additional charge for any any extra things other than um cutting grass yeah um Interesting. And it, it and I, I try, you know, I try to be fair to the customers. Um, you know, I always try to give a fair rate and because um, sometimes the jobs come out to be more and or sometimes the jobs come out to be less. So, yeah, um, I have to play with it a little bit. I hear you. Have you implemented like CR, like a CRM or like systems and processes since you've owned the company? What does that side look like? No, I, I, I just do uh, QuickBooks. Okay. Um, 
I know LMN. I've heard a lot of that on Instagram. Um, I I'm interested into looking into that. Yeah, and maybe implementing that into the business. But um, I definitely have to do some. Um, I still do it the way my father. I have a notebook. I have a notebook uh, that comes with me and with my briefcase. I call it my Bible, um, and it's a daily log of what what we do every single day. I write down. I it'll say like what the temperature was and. and what the weather was like and then it'll say what what the job was and then i keep that and then i do my monthly billing i take that out and i put it onto uh on the quickbook on the quickbooks to get invoice but i know i'm definitely like behind times with that hey at um, least you're at least you're you sending know, out invoices on quickbooks though so you're not sending yeah. out paper invoices anymore no 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 it, and a lot of them we you know i we've transferred to, to um e- emailed invoices we do quite a bit of those and and i'm gonna start um uh, accepting credit cards um to to uh yeah time to start putting those card on files this year absolutely yes because of some of those late pairs yes you know, it's, that's it's, it's a, sometimes that's right you can't be chasing your money all day long Well, guys, thanks for tuning into the show today, and I'm so excited to be bringing to you a new live event in our industry. It's called Synced Live. It's the second annual event, and it's going to be on February the 6th and the 7th of 2023 at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the leaders that are going to be speaking at this event from our industry are Jim McCutcheon, Deborah Cole, Mike Haynes, Jay Worth, Joe Langton, and many more. There's literally probably 10 more on this list that I'm not even reading, so there's going to be a ton of value packed from speakers there. There's also going to be education topics going on in and around the booth at the event. They're going to be talking about recruiting and retaining employees, innovation, automation, and the ROI of automation. There's going to be tons of stuff on that. There's also going to be 70-plus vendors. Now, you don't want to go to the trade show and not see vendors. So, like we said, 70-plus vendors. There's going to be vendors pertaining to porcelain paving, natural stone paving, walling systems, smart measurement, robotic mowers, tech, software, everything in between. It's going to be full of full of value and full of great vendors and exhibits that we get to go look at and try things out for our business and see how we can make our businesses better in the future. So, like I said, it's our second annual event, Synced Live. February 6th and 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. The 6th is a half a day of the show. The full day is on the 7th on Tuesday. I can't wait to be a part of this. I can't wait to show up and be there and network, hang out with all of you guys. This is my first year going. If you've never gone, if you didn't go last year, make it out this year, Atlanta, Georgia. It's well worth your ticket price just for the education alone, not even to mention all the vendors and things you're going to get to see and the networking you're going to get to do. So come out and see us in Atlanta on February the 6th and the 7th at Sync Live. Cobb Galleria. We can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the show. That's exactly. uh, it's crazy to see the house how many people are still out there that are that are doing that. And it's not um, if you're listening to a podcast like this or any other podcast or YouTube or whatever, like and you're still and you're still chasing money, there's not really an excuse other than you just haven't made the decision to do it yet. And so like that's that, that no one else can help you at that point. But like you're sitting here, you're saying like you know you need to do it, you're gonna implement it this year, so that's cool to hear that you're going to actually do that and chase after that. It's it's the 3% or whatever it is that I'm going to have to tell the customer they're going to have to pay. That's what it's kind of hard because um, I'm going to get charged 3%, so yeah. i got to pass it on. So it's like, hey, you know, for any any new customers, it's fine. It can be a rule, you know, mm-hmm. card on file before I come on, before I step foot on property. But for customers we've had for, you know, 35 years, it's like, hey, can, uh, can we do credit card now? I'm going to charge you 3% more when, you know, they get a, 
relatively large bill every every month throughout yeah. the season. It'd be like, nah, let's stick with how we've, we've been doing it. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm, you're I'm you a, are in a unique situation. You're not you're yeah. not billing forty and fifty dollar cuts. So that that does make a difference. And and I think the way you can look at that is just be, and maybe combat that is say, look here, you got two options. There's one option you can pay credit card easy easy super easy press a button and it's paid and you pay a three percent convenience fee that's what you're paying for is convenience we pay for convenience in this world uh that i mean that's literally like jack's about to start eating my son's about to start eating like baby food and we're sitting here talking about like should we make it at home should we buy bananas and and do the like puree it ourselves or should we go or should we go buy the jars from the store and it's like it's cheaper to do it at home but it's also not as convenient. You you are paying for convenience. You're paying a dollar fifty two dollars per jar at the store, and we're like that is that is what you pay for. So that customer is paying for convenience of not having to cut their yard, and so that's what they have to realize. So you say you have two options. You have convenience. You pay a three percent fee, or we bill you at the beginning of the month, and your check comes in before. Like if you if you're late, then you then you have to start going to this. Like that. There's no other option. Mm-hmm. You're not chasing your money all day long. So I mean, that I would, I would, that you're in an interesting situation for sure. Do you have a lot of late payers? I mean, is it do you have like oh, a handful? No, I, I really don't. No, I really don't. Then I, man, I don't know. I, I would say I would throw it out there as an option. I would say, look, here's your option. We're offering this. Anybody new? Absolutely. Anybody new? I, you're going card. You're going card on file. Anybody yeah. that you have now, I would say, well, this is a good. Like we have this option. Okay, because you're and people listening are probably like, "Well, no, why are you saying this?" Like, customers don't care. I will agree. Ninety percent of customers don't care about the three percent convenience fee. They, they don't. They would rather have that. When we all, because this is what I was hung up on when I when I first did card on file. I was like, "There's no way they're gonna want to do this. There, there's no way people are gonna drop me." No one dropped me. Literally, no one. They all were like, "Yes, thank you. Can we please get on file?" And now they ask me. Uh, but you're in a different situation because you're doing way higher ticket jobs. You're not doing forty fifty dollar mows, and so I would just say, it, it, here's our options: you can have this for convenience, or you can send your check on the first of the month. And if it's not here by the fifteenth, then you get charged a late fee or something. Like you, you yeah. change it up that way. Like if you if you still want to send a check, that's fine, or pay your invoice through your bank online, that's fine. But it needs to be paid before the fifteenth of the month because I'm not chasing my money anymore. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not fair to you to be at the end of the month. When do you normally do you invoice end of month or do you do like halfway through? How do you do that? Uh, on the first, every the bills go out on the first of every month for previous month. For previous month, yeah. So that's. I think that would be a good way to to maybe combat that and just say for those that that, uh, that they pay good, they don't pay late, but then they don't want to go card on file because it is such a high ticket job. Then you say, okay, well, we're going to start sending out our invoices on the fifteenth of the month. And that invoice is going to be paid between the fifteenth and the thirtieth for that month service. So then you don't have to wait a month because that's that's tough, man. I, I get cash flow. Cash flows will run a business into a ground. And I'm not saying this for you, but I, I mean I think you know this. But like if you have bad cash flow, your business is done. It can't. It cannot sustain itself. And Absolutely. How, how Absolutely. have you have you had things? Have you done things that have helped your cash flow stay well? Um, luckily, I've never. Bro- really been in a in a situation thank god that that's happened to me i mean definitely there's been some marches in april that have been tight um coming out of the winter mm-hmm. but um no i've always you know i always my dad always taught me you know what's what the money that's in in the the, the business checking it's not your money 
you can't go to Disney World on that. You know, yeah, you, yeah. that money stays in there. And I've been true to that. I don't I don't touch it. You know, it's if I need to, I need to. But it, it's got to be for something. You know, I just don't go spend it like, oh, I have X number of dollars in there. Um, I'm doing great. I'm going to go here or buy this or buy that. I don't do it. So I've always been really, um, really good with my money. And, um, you know, going into the winter, if you have, you know, a little, little bit, uh, built up in there, it'll get you through January, February. And then it's always a scramble in March, um, March and April, um, getting out for sure. It's, it's nerve wracking. Some, some years are, are a little bit more nerve wracking than others, but, thank God I've never, I haven't, you know, I haven't had an an, an issue with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. That you, that you've kept your business and ran it the right way because that's, it's just cash flow will kill you, man. And I, and I've gone through that the past couple, like when I started my business, first two years in business, like cash flow was bad. Last year was pretty good. This year we've done very well with it. Thank the Lord. We've, we've just got things in order. And so we've done well this time of year is tough. Like we're keeping a full-time employee on through the winter. What do you do for your employees through the winter? Do you lay them off from for a short time? How does that work? Yeah, I lay them, I lay them all off. Um, I have a guy that's been with me. Um, Jose, he's been with me. This will be his, I think 17th year. He's been, he's been with me. So, he goes, he's got it down. He, he goes back to Mexico for, for two months. He comes back. I think he's, he's going to be back March 5th, but he goes to Mexico for two months. Um, and then I, I have one guy that come, comes in throughout the winter, but um, everyone else gets, gets laid off and I don't, he doesn't work full time. Um, we do shop shop work for a little while. And, and then, um, you know, he kind of fills in when, when I need it. I mean, we work a little bit throughout, um, January, February, but not much. Most, most of my guys, um, take off for two months. Yeah, that that's cool. So wh- let me ask you this. How have you done that? How have you navigated that? Because I hear of guys doing this, of laying guys off for a couple weeks or, or two months like that. What have you done to keep those guys and to, to communicate that with them and make sure that like you still have, you still have a good team surrounding you and like, I know there's probably always a little little fear in your head of like them going somewhere else and getting another job, but that can't stop you. Like you can't run your business to the ground over that. But like, how have you done that? Because I, I hear that and I'm like, that's cool that you do that, but how are you doing it? How are you keeping them coming back? Yeah. Uh, well, um, to be honest, um, they don't always come back. Um, okay. And that's another reason why I think I've stayed kind of small because I kind of sell myself as the business. I sell my face. I mean, it's William Pearson landscape. So um, if I got really, really big, I wouldn't be able to be on on site all the time. So um, I do have turnover. Uh, I'm not going to say I don't. I do have guys that don't come back. Um, I got the one guy I was just talking about. He's been, I think, 16, 17 years with me. But other than that, I do have the guys, you know, two years they stay with me, five years they stay with me, um, and then they do move on. So. Um, but do you think it's from the being laid off in the winter though? Like that, I mean, have they ever told you that? No, I, I, I don't think so. I think things just change in, in everybody's, you know, in, yeah. in people's lives and they grow and they need to move on. And, and most of my, most of my guys have, have left me. Um, they've been with me two, three, four, five yeah, years. So they're giving they're you all, good runs. Yeah. They've all left, left, um, in, in the right way. We've talked about it and, um, they, they told me, um, you know, in the fall that they were going to leave. They finished out the year with me. Um, 
I didn't want them to leave, you know, but um, they're always replaceable. Yeah. So I have to, you know, I have to always tell myself that. So, um, but it's, it's tough. I mean, um, it's, it, it, it's hard to, it's hard to keep, to keep the guys and offer them what large companies can offer them with benefits and like that. I don't offer benefits and, and things like that. So, I mean, I totally understand if they need to move on as, as they get older and get a family and, and things. So it's, it's, it's definitely tough. I mean, being small, self-employed is there's, I, I love it. Um, there's so many wonderful things about it, but there's, there's a lot of tough things about it too, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy by no. any stretch of imagination. No, no, you have to love it. I always say you, you have to, you know, to, to do what we do, you have to love it. You really do have to love being outside and hard work and ups and downs and just navigating, you know, when the curveball curveballs get thrown to you, you got to learn how to, how to navigate it and stuff like that. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a learning experience. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 45 this summer and I'm, I'm every day I learn, you know, that's why I love Instagram. I learned so much from all of you guys. So it's, uh, it's a great, it's a great industry. What we have, um, on Instagram, like a great community, um, how everyone supports one another. And I pick up on things on a daily basis from, from everybody. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's, it's unlike any other, like the, the community that the green industry has is, is unlike one that I haven't seen before. Um, it's, it's awesome. There's some, there are some bad people out there that you want to stay away from, but then there's a lot of good people. Um, there's a lot of good people that are just really uplifting, building other people up, helping other people win. And those are the kind of people that I want to be around. Uh, sounds like you, you do the same. Absolutely. I just, if anyone, I'll just block someone, you know, yeah, that's, that's right. It. I'm not dealing with it. You know, it's not the only one positive, positive feedback, you know, a critical, you know, I, I like critical feedback, but not if you're going to be, you know, an a-hole about yeah, it. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tell me this, what is a, what's a piece of business advice that you think you've learned uh, over the years that you would share to somebody who's younger in business? Cause you've been doing it. Like you said, your, your dad, you've been around in and around the business for what? 25 years, 30, I mean, 30 years almost. If or Yeah. Since I was, I started, I think I started working for my dad. I was 14. So, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm 44 now. So, so yeah, almost, 40, almost 30 so, years. Yeah. A long time. I mean, I don't know what I was doing back then, but I, you know, I, I was learning. Um, what I would say is, um, you know, people, I hear a lot of people talk about how do I advertise? How do I advertise? You know, do I, I got to send out flyers or, you know, do I need to do this or do that? And, um, to be honest, I don't, I don't advertise. I mean, we've been around for, for such a long time, but we don't advertise. It's we get our work from word of word of mouth. Um, your customers have neighbors and friends and, and they talk. And basically like if you go out and you do a really good job, if you have one account that you start with and you do a really good job, you go in the beginning, you have to go above and beyond. And you have to do extras and don't charge for them. You got to take some cuts and you got to be extra. You got to be giant on a spot. When you say you're going to, when you say you're going to be there Monday at eight, be there Monday at seven fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, every single day, do a really, really, really good job. And the work will come to you. If you continue to do it, it's not going to be overnight, but it will come. And you, you need to build yourself, b- build your name. And, 
the other thing I would say is um, you don't try to, if you can, I mean, everybody lives in a different part of the country and everything, but to, you, you, you want to try to stay as, as tight, tight knit as you can with your customers. Like you don't want to go from, to this town, to that town for one little cut here and there. Oh yeah. Try route your, density. Route density. Thank you. You want to really, if you can drop your trailer and you can do four houses, mm, that's, that's awesome. Wear and tear on the machines. You, you don't have to pay your men to drive around. It's just, so I, route density, do a really, really good job. And I'm t work will continue. It will come to you. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I think, uh, I think marketing is a very important piece of business advice that you need to be doing. You need to know how to market. If you listen to our episode from Wednesday with Mike Andes, he talks about that a really, uh, really in depth. It's some really good advice. I, I encourage anyone that did not listen to that to go back and listen to that one. But, uh, what you're, what you're saying is also crucial, like just as important, if not more important is you got to stand up to the quality of work that you're saying you're going to do. And you have to be there when you say you're going to be there. That's one of the biggest things for me that I've seen is like, if you're not late, I mean, if you're not on time or if you have to cancel and reschedule, people don't like that. Um, people no. do not like that at all. No. And so I, I, I try never ever to cancel an estimate or anything like that. I always make it a point, even if I'm super busy and it's, it, it's in the rush of spring. I always, if I tell the customer I'm going to be there, um, I'm there or there's something wrong if yeah. I'm not there. Yeah, 100%, man. Well, I uh, I really appreciate your time today. We're already sitting at 30 minutes. I know you got to run out the door here and go get the kiddos from school, so I don't yeah. want to I don't want to make you be late there. Um some you'd have some angry teachers at the uh, they'd be mad at you if you if you made them stay there any longer than they already have been, I'm sure. But uh what is your family like, man? Tell us a little bit about that before we go. What if uh you got how many kids yeah. you got? Yeah, I have uh I have two kids. I have another Billy Pearson. Uh he's the Different middle name, but he's the fifth William Pearson. Awesome. Uh, my dad, my dad's name is William as well, and, and then his dad, and then his grandfather. So there's five William Pearson. He's the fifth one, and then my daughter is uh, Maya. Uh, the, my son will be 12 in June, and my daughter just turned 10. Um, I'm I'm divorced. I've been divorced for about uh, three, just just around three years. But yeah. uh, the ex and I are are, are great. We co-parent as best we can yeah. um so everything everything is good it's yeah. all good yeah man yeah. I, I love it here and making it making it work for the kids and raise them in in cool. a good environment and have a, a good good family for them to to grow up in and around that's that's really cool man well i got one final question for you before we do wrap up uh it's yes. pretty simple but it can be kind of complex but it's just uh what is your why what is my why that's a very good question. Um, I think my why would have to be my family, my kids. I think I think that's my my daughter and my son. Mm. Uh, uh, that's why I that's why I get up and and that's why I go to work and, and try to be a good person. Um, I also try to um, I always try to find the good in everything positive i'm 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 really big believer in, in finding positivity in everything there's a positive out of every bad situation there's something positive that can be found in it um and um i think that's what i would say uh, my why is my kids and, and 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 try to be uh more positivity in the world mm, i love it man that's good that's a good way to end there's nothing more that i need to add to that other than uh thanks for tuning in and spending some time with us today man 
Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for listening to the show. If you did enjoy it, leave us a big five-star rating and review. Those really help us and continue to grow grow us out there in the community so we can grow the community one relationship at a time. Uh, Without any further ado, that is going to wrap this one up, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.